Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Hey friends, it is July 25th, Sunday. I just returned from our church service at Letty Beach. And because we had some inclement weather, we had quite a lot of wind this morning. We weren't able to record the podcast because there was too much wind going into the microphone. So I thought that I would record what some of the things I shared and, and read the passage that we looked at today. And we've been talking, of course, a lot about baptism lately. We have some baptisms coming up. And so we've been looking at scripture, just seeing what the scripture has to say about baptism. And I was reflecting this week on my own baptism story. As a teenager, I was 13, and the church that I grew up in was in a little town called Messina, New York. It was a border town to Canada. The St. Lawrence River actually separated my town from Canada. And the church I was a part of had planted a church in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada, and we had planned this joint outdoor service, this water baptism church picnic time. And our church from New York went over and joined our our Canadian friends for a church service and a baptism service. And I remember after the service, standing on the beach with a bunch of people who were going to go into the water and get baptized, and somebody had asked me, why are you getting baptized today? And as a a typical 13-year-old, kind of a smart aleck kid, I said, why not? The water's right here, and I believe in Jesus. I'm ready to follow Jesus and his teachings, and, and, you know, maybe I'll get dual citizenship if I'm baptized in Canada. I thought that was pretty cool to be, be baptized in Canada. Well, this morning, we looked at a passage of scripture from Acts chapter 8 together, where someone kind of asks a similar question, except they ask, hey, what's preventing me from getting baptized today? What's preventing me from it? And the passage is in Acts chapter 8. So I thought we'd read that together, and then I could just unpack a few uh, thoughts that I shared this morning in our church service. Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Verse 29, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, How can I, unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, 
Was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And they rode along. As they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. And so let's rehearse what we just read here in this story. In Acts chapter 8, an angel appears to the disciple Philip, and he tells Philip, go to the road that connects Jerusalem to Gaza. Now, Philip is not told why to go to this road. He's simply told, go to this road. And Philip does. He, He goes to that road. He does what the angel tells him. And he meets and comes across an Ethiopian eunuch, we're told, who's riding in a chariot. And now this this is an important official. It just so happens that this eunuch is the chief treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia. He is essentially the CFO of the country, right? And and we're told in Acts chapter 8 that this Ethiopian eunuch was on his way back after worshiping in Jerusalem. And we know that that is a 1,500-mile journey. So for this eunuch to travel 1,500 miles each way to go worship God shows that this guy was serious about his faith. He was serious about his faith in God. And the passage goes on to tell us that the Holy Spirit speaks to Philip and tells Philip to run up beside the chariot. Now, this had to be completely awkward for Philip. First, an angel tells him to go to this road, and he's not told why, and then he sees this chariot, and there's this very important official riding in it, and then the Holy Spirit tells Philip, run up beside the chariot. And so Philip does, and when he gets beside the chariot, he notices that this eunuch is is reading from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, and he's reading it out loud. And (laughs) Philip asks him, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch replies, no, how can I? I? I need someone to explain it to me. And he invites Philip into his chariot. Now, at the exact time that Philip's beside that chariot, we're told that the passage that he's reading out loud is this. It's verse 32 and 33 of Acts 8. He says, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And so, of course, that's Isaiah the prophet foretelling the Messiah, Jesus, and what the the path that Jesus would take. And the irony in all this is, again, that this man was a eunuch, which meant that he was castrated, likely at a young age, which wasn't uncommon back then for those who served in royal palaces, uh, but unjust, of course, as you can imagine, this, this man's ability to have children and progeny was taken away from him. And you can imagine the horror and the terror of that event where the injustice of making him a eunuch, probably from a young age, it it had to impact him in in a very negative way, right? And here he is reading about Jesus who was also humiliated 
who is also deprived of justice. And at the exact time that Philip runs beside him in the chariot, he's reading these words from the book of Isaiah, describing Jesus, the Messiah. And listen to these words again, in humiliation, he's reading these words from Isaiah, in humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from him. And I can imagine that as this Ethiopian eunuch is reading these words from Isaiah the prophet, that he, he's thinking to himself, wow, this is my story. This, this person Isaiah is talking about, this is my story too. And so he says to Philip, who is Isaiah referring to in this passage? And so we can tell he's eager to learn. He, he wants to find out who is this suffering servant that Isaiah was prophesying about. And so Philip tells this eunuch about the good news of Jesus. He's telling him, yes, God put on flesh and he came and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and, and he performed miracles and proclaimed the coming of the kingdom of God. And then he went to the cross willingly to take on the sin of the world. And three days later, he rose from the grave and he conquered sin and death. Philip is basically sharing with him the gospel story and how Jesus invites us to take up our cross and follow him and to repent and be baptized. And so this Ethiopian who's in this chariot, he's, he's just read these words from Isaiah. Now Philip is explaining to him the good news about Jesus. And then they come up to some water. They're, they're in the chariot riding along and they see some water. And the eunuch says, look, there's water. What's preventing me from being baptized right now? I'm ready. I'm ready to identify with Jesus in, in his death and burial and resurrection. My whole life, he's probably thinking, my whole life I've been looking for a God who, who understands suffering, who gets it, what I've been through, who knows me, who offers salvation and redemption, who, who invites me to take up my cross and, and to follow him. I'm ready to get baptized. Let's go do it right now. And of course they do. Philip takes him into the water and baptizes him. And then Philip is mysteriously vanished. And we're told that this Ethiopian official goes back to his homeland rejoicing. And it's interesting that several of the early church fathers give this Ethiopian official, this, this eunuch, credit for bringing the gospel of Jesus to Ethiopia, all because of this baptismal encounter, this divine appointment. And, and I was sharing this this morning with, with church at, at, at Letty Beach, that one of the things I love about this baptism story is how it demonstrates what catching up with God often looks like. You know, I feel like as followers of Jesus sometimes, we, Sometimes it feels like we're playing catch up with God, like, like he's leading us and he's guiding us, but we're not super attentive all the time to what the spirit of God is, is, is leading us in and, and what he's doing in our life. But he's at work all the time. He's speaking to us all the time. And in this story, it's so evident just to even look at how this story unfolded. It starts with an angel telling Philip to go to this road. He doesn't tell him why. He just tells him, go to this road. And when he gets there, the Holy Spirit speaks to Philip and says, run up beside that chariot. 
And the moment he arrives up beside the chariot, he hears this Ethiopian official reading scripture from the book of Isaiah out loud. And so Philip's got to be thinking, wow, like God is orchestrating this. Like this is no accident. I'm colliding with God here. I'm catching up. I'm catching up to what God is doing right here in this moment. And I feel like there, there are special moments like that in our lives where, where we collide with God curating and orchestrating these moments for us. And we, and, and we, we come across them and, and they're really special because God is there ready to minister to us and through us. And that's what we see in this passage, that this Ethiopian official just happens to be reading from the book of Isaiah when Philip runs up to the chariot. He happens to be reading this one part where Isaiah prophesies about Jesus being the suffering servant who was humiliated and had his life taken from him and was done a great injustice. And the Ethiopian is thinking, I'm a eunuch. I get this. This is my story. And so Philip shares the good news about Jesus, and, 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 and this official says, pull over, let's get baptized right now. I am ready to follow Jesus. And so, of course, not every baptism story is this dramatic, but, but it shows us how involved God is in our lives, right? And how he wants baptism to be a formational part of our journey with Jesus. And what I love about this story is not only was this eunuch formed by Jesus at this moment. Not only was Philip formed, he's probably thinking, wow, I, I was attentive to God and, and, and look what happened. But a whole nation, the nation of Ethiopia, this, this official went back to his homeland and started telling people the good news about Jesus. And I love that this story has so many different veins of God moving and, and speaking and, and, and doing his work, what he does best, revealing himself to us. And so I hope that this story encourages you. I hope that it, it reminds you that, that God is with you, that he's for you, that he is out in front of you, and he's orchestrating certain events that you can collide with his goodness and who he is. And, you know, of course, we have baptism coming up. And, and maybe, maybe you're listening now and you've been contemplating being baptized of just sealing the deal that you're ready to, to, to follow Jesus and his teachings and, and repent and be baptized. And, and uh, maybe, maybe uh, this baptism service that we have coming up, maybe it was delayed today for a reason. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, you're on your own journey right now in in you're catching up with what the Spirit of God is, wants to say to you. And if that's true, uh, reach out to me this week and we'll, we'll get you good and baptized at our next church service at Letty Beach. Friends, I, I just want to send you off with a prayer of blessing as you head into this week. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus and how he, he came to earth and went to the cross for our sin and reconciled us back to you and rose from the, the dead and conquered sin and death once and for all and that we get to be his followers. We get to respond to the invitation to take up our cross and follow him, to repent and be baptized and to believe. And Lord, I pray for all my friends who are listening. Lord, you know where they are on this road of life, the journey that they're on, and, and you 
are big enough to intercept them like you intercepted this this official who was riding in his chariot reading from scripture and, and bringing along Philip to to explain to him the good news about Jesus Lord I feel like we all are on that road and there are so many moments in our lives when you either send someone or your spirit comes and 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 lets us know that you're with us and that you're you're speaking to us and reaching out to us so Lord, we want to respond to that. And so if any of my friends are listening that uh, maybe are trying to figure some things out, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would reveal to them what, what they need to hear. And Lord, if there's specifically friends who are contemplating baptism, God, I pray that you would uh, speak to them, that you would give them the courage to respond and, and go in the waters of baptism to identify with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. Um, Lord, what a wonderful gift baptism is to us in our spiritual formation and our journey with Jesus. And so, God, I pray for a blessing on my friends as they head into this next week. Go with us, go before us, go in front of us, and we'll do our best to catch up with you. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.